Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're happy to be here, as always. Oh, um, really if you're are. listening, you can't see it, uh, but I'm wearing a very special shirt. Can you describe it for me, Doug? It's a blue shirt. It's comfortable. Yep. I think it's made of premium materials. Um, and it's got a mean kitty cat face on it. Mm-hmm. The mean kitty cat. And underneath it. It doesn't it, look like a mean kitty cat. It looks like a kitty cat who is determined about what he wants. I appreciate that. Yeah. And what he's really determined about is the slogan that says, come on my face. Yep. So that just happened. I just poop ejaculated my moist missile. So if you don't know why I'm wearing this shirt, it's because uh, two Saturdays ago, while we were playing Jackbox games, there was an agreement, a gentleman's agreement, where whatever shirt won the game of TKO was purchased for me, and I promised to wear it on the stream. So I'm a man of my word. I'm wearing the shirt. Special thanks to Chris Mueller from the Review Universe podcast for purchasing this. Also, special thanks to Jared and Slotty for, uh, you know, uh, also buying me other shirts. They're also very funny, which I'll be wearing at some point in time. One of which has a giant dick on it. So You heard it here first, folks. Yes. Uh, Big thanks to Slotty for gifting a tier one sub to Married with Gaming. That's so kind. Such a kind person. You know what? I love seeing our community take care of each other Mm -hmm. and then tear each other down later on. Exactly. Because you know what? It's like the Marine Corps around here. we got to tear you down to build you back up. That's what it is. Hoorah. Hoorah. Um, Yeah, man. Good stuff. Speaking of shirts, guys, we have merch in the merch store. Uh, head on down to teespring.com slash stores slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight, and you will find all of our goody good goods. We got Mind Gap t-shirts with the logo, with a retro logo. We got oh. the You Can't Handle a Gobby t-shirt inspired by the Dungeon Karen's Adventures. People can't get enough Gobby. Bam. Uh, tonight, I don't think you can buy this shirt. I think this is a one in a million shirt that is not available. Uh, for anyone else except yours truly, because I earned this somehow. <laughs> somehow I, I earned, earned this. I earned this curse. Uh, also in the store, we've These got are- face masks. We also have two East 8th stuff, so go check that out. Teespring.com slash stores slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight. These uh, items that you're wearing, these special shirts... If this continues as we play more Jackbox games, what we might be able to do is after Doug wears it in an episode, we might be able to run some sort of a contest where we send you a shirt that Doug wore 
live on air while recording an episode. This is like that, that conversation exciting. we had where we talked about would you ever s sell your underwear online? Right. You remember that conversation? I do. Yeah. And I was hardcore against you it. Were, you were not comfortable with that conversation at all. Didn't like <laughs> it. But talking about you selling used shirts, hey. not even selling. We're These are gifts. We're giving them to people. I mean, that could just increase our revenue. I mean, if, it's, a, it's a niche market. Hey, you know, you know what? That really is the same people who watch Drew's leather jacket video probably would buy your shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, also, in case you all don't know, we are on Spotify. Did you know that, Justin? You knew that. I feel like I did. You, you say it, but I mm -hmm. knew it. And you you do know it. You know what's going yeah. on. Um, You know, and so we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all that shit, but particularly Spotify. So check us out on there if you don't already. We can be found there. So good yeah. for you. You're probably already listening to it during the day. So, it, you know, yeah. it's nothing to go. Just hey, look, I'm going to look for podcasts. Just, you know, while I'm playing podcast. this Mark Ronson album, I'm going to go ahead and look for podcasts. Mark Ronson, everyone's favorite reggae artist. Sure. <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know who Mark Ronson is. That's not true, but it's a good guess. He's I was a race close. car driver. Yes, that's what I was yeah. also going to say. And you beat me to it. That joke will never die. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, and also, speaking of streams, uh, Justin, last Saturday, we yes. had a heck of a stream where we headed back into the dungeon with Ooh. Dragons, D&D, &D, the fantasy board game, with you, with Sam and Eric and Jared. And uh, what did you think, man? How'd it go? I died straight up. I was the first one in our party to perish. And so that happened. It was, it was, this was probably one of the most fun times I've had only because it was by far the most difficult. And it wasn't even difficult by most measures of D&D. &D. But uh, there was a couple ogres. We were, no, ogres? Yes. Orcs? What were they? Ogres and bugbears and goblins. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, but, but we ran up a couple, against a couple ogres uh that really fucking threw us for a loop and we didn't even finish the the adventure it's we not even done yet adventure four is part two in a couple of weeks so yeah it was it was a blast though i know that the people watching on twitch were very pleased that we finally started doing something <laughs> <laughs> and not just drinking potions well drinking potions and finding all the traps i think that yes people get bummed out when you guys find the traps <laughs> and you know what really bummed me out is in the okay. very first room you guys went into, you both times uh, drew goose eggs on finding the traps, and there were no goddamn traps in the room. I was like, <laughs> watch, this is the one room they just, they completely screw it, but the other ones yep. are going to find all the traps, and you did, so And kudos. we did. At least we're consistent. You're consistent, so I'm very if proud of you. nothing else, yeah. So that was fun. I had a blast. It was really cool yeah. uh, seeing you guys figure that out. You came up with some great strategies, so I think it's just going to be even cooler, you know. And this is the furthest you've gotten in yeah. this in this game, right? Like you've you've I've played never, up to this point, yeah. Yeah, I've never got, gone to Adventure Four, so this is super exciting for me. I've never got to see an ogre in action, so it was something. I also figured out that I can kill ogres by right clicking on them. <laughs> also, you had a clutch play. You blasted with your. Uh, the you, had, you, you had a couple of, of spells that sputtered, but you also had one that was crucial. It was a critical Literally hit, man. Could not have had a, a more. I, I was max damage plus my. I got my mana back. It was it was perfect. Yeah, yeah you, you ignored armor class. It was just like straight damage. You just melted yeah. somebody. It was awesome. It was so good. 
Water speech wants to know what happens, you know, to you now that you died. Uh, well, I was thankfully I was resi red. I was resurrected by uh, Eric the cleric, which mm-hmm. was pretty friggin' awesome. Actually, I think gonna... Sam did it. He used a potion to resurrect you. We did he? Yeah. Okay. Credit where credit is due. Hashtag. Hashtag. It goes at the end, right? It does. It goes it, at the yeah. end. <laughs> That's how uh, that stuff works. Then, then Sam somewhere slotty is just screaming into a pillow. Um, <laughs> For one of many reasons, but yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah. We'll get to the butt in a second. So exactly. I feel like uh, I feel like a, I feel like a new man. I feel reborn. Water speech. That's that's really what it feels like. I feel good. Yeah. I feel goddamn good. Feel goddamn good. Thanks so, to apparently Sam. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, love the game streams. Bund, I missed so many recently. But giving shout out to you guys when I do keep talking. Nobody explodes next week with my students for a collaboration exercise. Etoy. Yes. Oh, I was just Very thinking about nice. that. We haven't done that in a while. Also, haven't played Among Us in a while. We got some options. Although this Saturday, um, I'm def I'm I've got a my original plan, which I think I might stick to partially, is to play Divinity: Original Sin two. That's a role playing game I played a few weeks ago. But today, I happen to see a game being played by Noah Reno, and it is called Fall Guys ultimate knockout and if you guys have ever wanted to play a game based around most extreme challenge this is that game really and this my attention this game uh is having it launched today so it's having some server issues uh okay but i got to play one game and it was fucking bonkers absolutely bonkers the way that it works is you go around at a time and there's a certain percentage of people that qualify to go to the next round and I made it through the first round by the skin of my teeth. They only took 36 people, and I snuck in. Then the next round, they divided everyone up into three teams, and then your team, basically, the worst team didn't get to move on, and my team did horrible. We got our asses kicked. I didn't even know what I was doing. Uh, yeah. You basically had to take these eggs and put them in your pile, and I couldn't figure out how to pick up the eggs, so I just grabbed other players and just like wouldn't let them move. I was like, I'm going to play defense or something. I was like, give me that egg. But I was just holding on to them, and I, they wouldn't let him move. And I got an I achievement that said bully. I was like, nice. <laughs> That's what you've always strived for. Exactly. You've always wanted to be the bully. So uh, I'm going to give that game a try. Um, it's 20 bucks on Steam. If anyone wants to join me on Saturday night, uh, I, I think I might play that for a little bit. If it runs its course and gets old, we'll switch over to Divinity Original Sin 2. So either way, it's a very colorful and bonkers game. So uh, we're, we're going to give that a shot. So I like it. Yeah. I'm into yes. it. Yes, I'm into it. So that's this Saturday, August 8th, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. Check out the video game stream. It will be a hoot, as they say. E-Toy says, cool, let's do it. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's the enthusiasm Excitement. we need. So now that the housekeeping is done, let's talk about some fun shit this week. Let's start with probably the most uplifting one in that Japan created a childlike robot that they programmed to feel pain. Way to go, Japan. You did it again. So uh, for those of you who are on the stream, I'm going to show this video and we will describe it to you. Yeah, I don't Uh, like anything about this. uh, As this happens here, let me get this all set up. As this goes, because this is highly uh, disturbing, disturbing to say the least. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think disturbing is the only way you could you could describe this. There's so many questions I have to unpack about this. So yeah. many. It's it's a real. Uh, <laughs> this will be great. All right, you guys ready for this shit? <laughs> Here we go. So, uh, there's, I don't know if there's sound. I don't care if there's sound because sound is not important here. What no, matters that's not what we're looking at. Is that you can see this child. Oh, it's not showing, is it? It's just frozen. It's just a still image, yeah. Son of a bitch. Well, you know what? That's all you need to see. Yeah. That is now really. <laughs> imagine this getting tortured. You're welcome. Yeah, right? So why they made a child is beyond me. Let's see if we can get no. this. You know? Uh, I, thought, I was hoping it would yeah. it would keep that still image, but for whatever reason that doesn't want to play. But regardless, I mean, look at that. That's a child's face, and yeah. it and it grimaces, and like when they, uh, it's a hyper realistic child robot, and essentially when it's exposed to um, electric currents, it makes a grimacing face. Right. Um, so they're, they're shocking the robot, causing it pain. And then recording the data points, question mark? Yeah. It's pretty uh it's pretty unsettling to say the least. And they said they they basically do this and they want it to process pain. <laughs> and the reason being is that they wanted it uh to program uh empathy <laughs> into the AI. <laughs> so I have a few questions about this. My understanding of empathy uh has nothing to do with being tortured i feel like i personally have never been tortured and i'd like to think that i'm a relatively empathetic person um i'm not quite sure what the goal is here like why there are so many things currently that we could be spending our resources on i can think of one very big one right off the top of my head and i don't understand why we're pumping resources into making a child robot that you can torture. The hope is to help artificial intelligence translate empathy. I mean, that's what the video says. I mean, cool. We have that then. <laughs> this is a quote from one of the lead researcher, Professor uh, Minoru Asada. In Japan, we believe all in inanimate objects have a soul. So a metal robot is no different from a human in that respect. And that's like the weird way that they end the video is with that quote. Right, but again, like, if that's the if that's the case, then <clears throat> then you're then you're basically taking on the role of the devil. You're torturing souls. That's what I'm saying. If all inanimate inanimate objects have a soul, and if the metal's no metal robot's no different than a human, then why are we torturing it? <laughs> right. Why 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 is it so important? Why can't I guess I maybe all right if we're trying to come up with a reason. <clears throat> Just like yeah. we have James Dean acting again, right? Yep. That's because we need it. We need this. Yeah. How else are we going to get better renderings of James Dean if we don't teach robots how to process empathy by shocking them? Yeah. And making them wince. For, for, I guess ugh. you, in order for the AI to have a quote-unquote true understanding, question mark, of... <laughs> of what someone's going through and empathize some with someone who is in pain. I suppose they're saying that it has to go through pain as well, or it has to know what the what it feels. But again, at this point, you're assuming that it feels it's just all it's doing is it's, it's uh, 
it's reacting based off of the programming. When X amount of electro, you know, mag, uh, electricity goes through it, electrolytes go through it. When we dump Gatorade on its head, it turns into Bobby Knight and throws a fucking chair. That's what this robot does. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, it, again, to, to translate, it's, you know, empathy is. Um, I mean, I suppose it's supposed to do facial recognition. And by understanding that wincing, it could be like they're in pain. That's that's the I, most I can I, don't I can know garner from about it. AI. Because in my head, I'm like, just program. You don't. It doesn't have to know what wincing feels like or looks like. To, like just program it and say this is a wince. What I love so much about you in these situations is that you go, it's just zeros and ones. Like that's that's always your thing. Right. Like James Dean, it's like it's not James Dean. It's right. been programmed to be James Dean. This isn't a real child. It's been programmed. It doesn't feel real pain. It's just programmed to do these things. Right. And um, it picks up on a uh, an amount of electricity being pumped in, and it's like, cool. When this happens, execute this protocol. That's all it does. Isn't that what we are, Justin? Oh man, you're right. (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. (laughs) He got me again. I honestly, <laughs> wants to know if I could pass the Turing test. Oh, that's. I best. don't know. Why don't you give it to me and find out? <laughs> Been there. Um, Itoy says, "Will we teach humans empathy towards robots someday?" And Slotty says, "Skynet will wipe us out before we learn." And Itoy says, "Touche." Touche. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. Woo! Don't you mean poop.net will wipe us out before we learn? Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, no, I, I think, uh, I guess the I, the bottom line, and I know this is going to be a revelation, I just don't know enough about AI. <laughs> Apparently. This just in. I'm not a this scientist. This just in. I don't know enough about AI. Um, maybe this is important. I, I don't, I'll never know, Doug. This will never make sense to me. Yeah. The whole concept of AI. Ex Machina was awesome. It's never going to happen. Not in our <laughs> lifetime. Yeah, I I love the concept of AI because a while back, many many episodes ago, we had a a, a wonderful gentleman on the name by the a name of Anthony LeBlanc, who yes. double majored in I think what was it com- computer science and physics? Like the guy's a freaking genius. Something ridiculously impressive. The guy is amazingly smart and also hilarious. He is yes. now the interim director at Second City, um, and. He talked about AI, like he really opened my eyes in that conversation because he was like, AI isn't just the sentient thing you're thinking of. AI is also getting rid of those mundane tasks that we don't like to do. Like finding that AI to process things so much faster that we're good to go. Kind of like what we were talking about with the uh, deep fake stuff. Like some of that stuff is useful because it can help take some of the annoyances out of things like doing um, the ADR recordings and stuff. It can, you know, create that stuff for us or, you know, the idea of manufacturing, right? You know, on paper, self-driving cars and, and trucks and shipping is awesome, right? In, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it takes away from jobs and things like that. But sure. the idea that constantly you could just ship stuff all the time, that it's a constantly in motion, it's always going and assuming that nothing bad ever happens, on paper, that makes sense. I'm all sure. for efficiencies. That gets practical, Doug, rock hard. 
And so when I hear things like that, I'm like, yes. So I'm all for that. It's the other side of things that I'm like, ah, I mean, I mean, honestly, let's face it. We know where this is going, right? If it can feel something, eventually we're going to make a fuck bot. I mean, that's really where we're headed. So because we want it to react to our less than average schlong, you know, that's what we want. So gross and phallic. Exactly. You get it. Right. (laughs) But I think uh, I think we're we're setting ourselves up in a very dangerous place because we had those robots earlier this year that you couldn't tip over. Right. We saw that video where they were basically pushing it like bullies on a fucking school playground. Mm -hmm. Then we had the ones that could open doors and do backflips and shit. Then we had the one that was putting up sheetrock and had a nail gun attached to it. And now we've got ones that can process what it means for someone to torture it and feel pain. Yeah. We are not putting ourselves in a good position. Elon Musk was right. (laughs) And I don't say that lightly. Because lately, he's been going off the rails. <laughs> I love what Waterspeech says. He goes, I once made fun of a Boston Dynamics post about a robot they made that acts like a gorilla. Apparently, you have to have a background in robotics to have an opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. I've seen the robots that like can climb a, sc- a slope. Like yes, They're very balanced. Yeah. It's the idea of something that can march with you it's like a pack mule more or less and it just sure. can always run and i mean think or about theoretically you could send them up into the mountains into hard to access places for stranded hikers or something like exactly. that where a human might not be able to traverse i yeah. get it I, I get that application yeah. yeah no it's it's true like it's it's a situation where i just don't understand the why in this situation like i just right. do not get it i don't understand where it's like we want to be able to understand recognize empathy okay but why like they to never say end? why in there right. and then they just leave it with the horrifying quote of every inanimate object has a soul including robots it's like so why are you torturing it right that makes this even worse i don't understand yeah <laughs> i don't like it at all yeah, so uh, if you get a chance, go uh, watch that video and watch a childlike robot wince and move its eyes around. It's just unsettling. Talk about Uncanny Valley. Woof. Yeah. Once you're done with that, pray to the robot overlords and make sure they hear you. Let them know that you will grease all of their gears. Right. Give a little, Alexa, <laughs> I bow to you. You know what's crazy? Whenever I ask Siri for something, when I'm done, I always say thank you. I've noticed the same thing. I, I'll be like, and sometimes if I'm doing it remote, I'll do the, I'm not going to say it because she'll respond, but I'll, I'll call her again and she'll ding. And I'm like, thank you. Oi, Myra. One more time. Oi, oi, Myra. Appreciate it. <laughs> All the best. All the best to you. Good day. Myra. Myra. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, for the, uh, people on Twitch, I just, uh, put a link to the video if you want to watch it. Enjoy. Uh, next on the docket, um, there was an interesting story coming out of New Zealand. Well, actually, UK dad who lost his penis and gets a new one on his arm in a world first operation. So now just and I talked about this beforehand. We're like, this yeah. is going to be real easy. To make fun. So let me translate for you. This guy is a dick attached to his arm. 
Yes. But like straight up on his left forearm, there is a penis hanging off of it. Yes. But it's really easy to be like, what? Dick arm. But the reason is that this guy um, had a serious issue <clears throat> with his penis and they basically uh, reconstructed it. Was a it. severe blood infection is what yes. he had. Yeah. yeah, severe blood infection basically caused it. So I don't know if they, if it, I think they probably had to remove it. But then, yeah. so they gave this guy a newly rebuilt penis, but delays meant he's had to live with it on his arm for four years. Um, yep. <laughs> and now, we all had questions when we first looked over this story. And the right. question was, why the arm? <laughs> That's a very conspicuous. <laughs> That's a very just out there in public place. And the article. Hey, nice to meet you. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. Yes, it's a dick. It'll go where it needs to go soon. We're waiting. You know, it's just a waiting game at this point. Nice to meet you. Huh. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> Apparently so. I mean. <laughs> sorry. I just, I had to. But. In fairness, again, we're not making fun of this. The the guy even says, he said, too, in the article, he was interviewed, and he said, of course, it's mad having a penis on your arm. <laughs> He's like, if you think about it, it, I'm not even used to it, but when you think about it, it's amazing, and it's actually kind of funny. Like, So he's finding his sense of humor because this was a very big thing for him. He wanted a chance to have a normal life and you yeah. know, to have everything that he felt uh, as he identified uh, in his body. He wanted all the all the bits and, and parts that made him feel whole. And so it is just so weird to have it on the arm because he even says in the article here, I have to wear long sleeve shirts. There is a bulge and people at the pub when I go out always want to see it. Which, again, yeah. you have to have a sense of humor about that because it is kind of funny. Well, what I love about it is he goes, of course it's mad, having a penis on your arm. He goes, not even I am used to it, but when you think about it, it's actually amazing that they can make me a new penis at all is incredible, but that they can build it on my arm is mind-blowing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, that's wild. It's just amazing how far, like we talked about a while ago, we were trying to find a doctor to come on to talk about the first head transplant they were trying to do. and. I would love to have a doctor come on and talk about this because any transplant, well, they just had someone on the news. They, there was a girl who just had the first, uh, I think double lung transplant. What? Yeah. And I think she was, I think if I'm not mistaken, she was a survivor of COVID and she had to have her lungs transplanted. I could be wrong on the why, but again, like the fact that they're able to do this is bonkers. Well, here's a quick look at how they reconstruct it which is kind of fascinating. They essentially take an area from the skin from his left arm and they rolled into a tube around a vein from his leg. They create a urethra, two tubes, so that could be inflated with air pump, with an air pump to achieve a mechanical erection. Um, and then the tube remains on McDonald's arm as, as it uh, grows. And then one end of the proto-penis. Well, that's awesome. What do you got there? This is a proto-penis. Proto-penis, no big deal. It's attached and allowing it to swing freely and form naturally, and the new penis will be reattached to McDonald in time for Christmas. What a Christmas gift. How about that? Mazel. I think what's interesting, so it sounds like, because I totally misunderstood this article, so it sounds like they're, I thought it was done, 
And they're just like, alright, it's done! And they put it on his armor like, ah, we gotta find the right time to put it where it needs to be. But I think it's actually yeah. growing on his arm, is what it sounds like to me. Well, also, yeah, and then he was supposed to have, but he was unwell after the two-year procedure, which meant the final surgery to move it to between his legs was delayed. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit, and it got delayed again. So, yes, they were basically in, in like, growing it, incubating it on, on the arm so it could use real flesh. It could have his bio. It, it could it could actually like basically come from him, yeah. but uh, it, it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And so he's basically just having to live with this appendage there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love this. Uh, Cost him almost a hundred thousand dollars. It says. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Uh, Slice says, so the question is how long are you willing to have a dick on your arm in, in order to still have a dick? I mean, Honestly, I'd go. I'd go a solid ten years. I mean, because I made a lot of jokes in the past about this. I, I specifically remember a conversation at work with you where I'm like, I was making fun of low T. I was like, "Fuck all this yeah. low T shit!" Like, good, it's supposed oh, yeah. to go away. I was like, yep. "Let it go away." Hundred percent remember that. <laughs> and idea. you were like, "Well, what if like you know I still want to make love to my wife and you know it won't work?" I'm like, "Well, that's nature." You know, I was like very. Well, you can't. I was yeah. like tough because a part of me is like looking forward to the day where this thing just like minds its own business. You know, like I don't need it, it like it, going, "Hey, used for a trip to PP Town." You know, <laughs> I don't need it going. You know, right? You're bored. I'm bored. We could, we could, we could entertain each other, you know, just like, saying, yeah, um, or just the, uh, just the, the horrific urges that come, you know, with, with all this sort of stuff. So, oh yeah. um, so a part of me is just like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to go away, but to have it unnaturally go away or to maybe still have those urges and not to be able to do anything about it. Cause that's just his penis, not necessarily his testicles. Right. Yes, as far as it said on here, it was purely just the actual penis itself. So he still may have the urges, and there's just like nothing he can do about it. Like that's right. got to be it, torture, right? It's it it's just a situation where it's hard to wrap your head around. It's hard to put yourself in that position because there are so many factors that come into play here. You know, and he said he got himself like when when he I think it said I closed the tab here, but something about like the. The, the the infection got so bad and he lost his his uh his penis and then he started drinking because he didn't feel like he was whole and he got depressed and like from that aspect too like yeah. you're dealing with depression and then you're dealing with you know the potentiality of being horny but you can't do anything about it and like all these different emotions and feelings like pulling at you from every different way mm -hmm. it's just fucked up it really is a, a very odd situation yeah cuz i obviously take for granted especially when i was just like fuck low t you know like i don't know what that's like yeah you know i don't know what that's like to be like oh how much of your identity may be wrapped up in your body like that you know and how sure. much that might affect your confidence you know what if someone is coming on to you right and you're attracted to them and you're like i can't do anything about this like right like i well Doug, i'm glad to see you're coming around on i'm this. trying man all it took was a few shocks to my skin and some wincing and i realized what it was like to have empathy, you know? Not, wait a second. Dun, 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 zero, one, zero, one. 
Give it a few more years, Doug, and you will be ready to buy a boat. I guarantee it. You shut your fucking mouth, sir. Shut right. your mouth. Stick your boat right up your ass. Um, we'll get to the butt in a second. You know, here's the thing, too. The fact that this lands at Christmas, when he potentially might get this back, is a real op opportunity to engage in an age-old tradition mm. of finding the Christmas pickle. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Just saying, you taught me about this. What's the Christmas pickle? Christmas pickle is, I believe, an old German tradition, maybe, um, where you hide a pickle on the Christmas tree. And I, th I think the way it goes is that if the first person who finds it gets to open a present a day early, some weird bullshit like that. I don't know. But I know a Christmas pickle is a thing. I remember I you and I did a sure. nice little improv bit about that on an episode. We were talking about finding the Christmas pickle. It was great. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, that was in one of our best of compilations because oh, I liked shit. it so much for many years ago. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. Yeah, I made a, I think I made a video specifically uh, just highlighting that when we were doing the Christmas pickle. And I think there was <laughs> a picture of a pickle as the background like the whole time. It was like we're doing I was doing a bad German accent. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to sound familiar to me now. Oh, did this you, is very much. Did you find the Christmas pickle? No. Yeah. Then there is no Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is canceled. No more. Um, Light the tree on fire. <laughs> Light it on fire. You do it, child. You light it on fire since you did not find it. <laughs> um. I want to say, as we're approaching our fifth anniversary, to all the listeners out there. Wait, what am I supposed year, to get you for this? Uh, oh, yeah. This one is, um, it's a pickle. It's a Christmas pickle. <laughs> this one, you get me, you, you get me brined vegetables is what you get me. Because um, do you remember that episode where we did like the things you're oh, supposed yes. to get? Yep. <laughs> you remember that one for sure. I definitely remember because you and I were both like, this is so stupid. It's like, guess what this is? And I was like, I don't know, gold. You're like, no, it sticks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> every kiss begins with sticks. Here you go. Here's your bundle yeah. of sticks. Don't say what you want to say when I say <laughs> bundle of sticks either, you dirty bird. Yeah, dirty <laughs> bird ass. Um, no, I was going to say to all the listeners out there, we typically, the last couple of years, we've done a best of. This year, we just kind of gave up midway through the year because it's a lot of work. So mm -hmm. what I'll say to you <clears throat> is go through, uh, if you want, if you, have a, if you remember a very specific time or a bit we did or an episode you liked, uh, I, I welcome you now through, uh, I think, episode you said 260. 260. Is so this year, right? is 258. So in the next two weeks. <laughs> right. So if you have one, and even a little after that, yeah. we can celebrate it for a couple months. But go back through, and if you guys remember anything that you liked, or if you listened to an old episode, uh, post about it, or, or you know somehow snag a clip, or, or do somehow clip it and post it out there. And you guys can be our collective best of year five. Yeah. That would mean a lot to us. And yeah. like really obnoxious people, we can celebrate it for a whole month, you know? <laughs> Anniversary month. <sighs> yeah. We can do that because we are the hosts. Yes. <laughs> TikTok, the world's best social media app or Skynet. Oh, Skynet for sure. 
This made me so uncomfortable when I read it. Yeah. Um, how many of y'all are on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Show of hands. Who's on TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> might want to get off it. And even then, might be too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you I've haven't heard. Watching, I'd been watching this story unfold from a different perspective where it's just been, uh, you know, Chester Cheetah in the White House talking about you know, we're going to ban it and all this and we can't have it, blah, 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 blah. And I thought it was purely because I'm like, oh, that Sarah Cooper comedian who does the the fucking amazing impressions of or the the lip syncs of him. Basically, yeah. I thought she just pissed him off and he was just like, oh, I'm going to take your platform away because I'm sad. Meh. But it apparently goes far deeper and I did not realize. Yes. Educated, yes. So Microsoft is looking to buy it currently, which um there's a wonderful article in The Verge that sort of really breaks down why this is a good strategic move for Microsoft because they've tried a lot of different things in which, you know, at first I laughed because I was like, man, these guys uh, really screwed the pooch on a lot of uh, projects they were, they were doing. It really did. But this was very eye-opening. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, though? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, you know? Hashtag Jesus. Um, but they were like... Things like Groove Music Service, Connect Xbox, Microsoft Band Fitness Device, the Windows Phone, and the Mixer Streaming Service. Like, all of those, not great. Yep. Um, and they talked in this article about how they really missed out on, like, a lot of digital stuff. They really missed out. And they've been very much a hardware Sort of, that's the only thing they've been able to, able to really rest their laurels on. And even then, they just don't have a whole lot else to offer. Yeah. Um, but they've done, like, they purchased Minecraft, which was a big one that worked out for them. Um, they uh, purchased LinkedIn. Um, they've done some different stuff like that to sort of, like, boost themselves. They also experimented with their own social network, network uh, Sokol. I don't even remember that. I don't remember Sokol at all, no. Yeah. Um, so they're looking for something to kind of like make themselves competitive and TikTok is obviously at the top of the list for that, for them, because they want to be able to have it. And cause the big thing about, about it, the big thing about TikTok is it's full of data, right? Big old and Microsoft will tell data you, pies. Of course, the way, like, well, it's a social gathering place. It hits the demographic that is the prime demographic that everyone covets, you know, it's got a it's got users on there already and they'll go through all this. But what 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 we're coming to find out about TikTok, uh, and it shouldn't be any surprise, is that it is a monster when it comes to data, uh, data mining, a straight up monster. Yeah, there was a Reddit user named uh, Banger Lol, and uh, he basically re reverse engineered the TikTok app. Yeah. And Software engineer. He's had about 15 years of experience in the in the industry, and his job is to reverse engineer different social media platforms so he can then develop third party apps that integrate with them. So this is what he does. Yeah, this is his jam. And yeah. some of the things he said is TikTok is a data collection service that is thinly veiled as a social network. If there's an API to get information on you, your context, your device, etc., well, they're using it. Uh, he talked to like phone hardware, so your CPU type, number of, uh, of course, 
hardware IDs, screen dimensions, memory usage, other apps you've installed, even some that he's deleted still this, showed that's up. That's the one that freaked me the fuck out. Uh, where they were able, he deleted an app, and then in the analytics bundle that came with it that he unpacked, he's like, oh, these apps I've deleted a long time ago. Yeah. How are they still monitoring the fact that I had these apps? Yeah, he's like, maybe using a cached value, um, everything network-related, your IP, local IP, router Mac, your Mac, Wi-Fi access point name, uh, whether or not you're rooted or jailbroken. Some variants of the app had GPS pinging enabled at the times so roughly once every 30 seconds. Uh, that is, and that's that enabled is by time. default. <laughs> yeah, that's real-time GPS. That's real-time tracking. Like they know where you the fuck are all the time. And that is, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere else that that was whether or not you were using the app or not. It was just fucking on. Yeah. Um, they set up a local proxy server on your device for quote unquote transcoding media, but that can be abused very easily as it has zero authentication. Um, and he says the scariest part of all this is that much of the logging they're doing is remotely configurable. And unless you reverse every single one of their native libraries, which is extremely difficult and tedious to do, and manual inspect every single obfuscated. Obfuscated. That's a hard one to say. Function. And they have protections to prevent you from reversing or debugging the app. Um, They they use... if they know you're poking around, the code starts changing itself. They they use HTTP and not HTTPS. Um... (laughs) Somewhere a child robot is wincing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's, there's, he goes on to talk about a lot more things that he's done. He said, for what it's worth, I've reversed the Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter apps. They don't collect anywhere near the same amount of data that TikTok does, and they sure as hell aren't outright trying to hide it exactly uh, what's being sent, like like TikTok is. It's like comparing a cup of water to the ocean. They just don't compare. Yeah. He said, too long, didn't read. I'm a nerd who figures out how apps work for a job. Calling it an advertising platform is an understatement. TikTok is essentially malware that is targeting children. Don't use TikTok. Don't let your friends and family use it. <laughs> it's, it, again, like I said, it's terrifying. <clears throat> and again, you know that all these, if you have a phone, if you use Google, if you use Apple, if you use whatever, your data's out. They have your name. They have your number. What did Arlie Emery? I have your name. I have your ass. Um, like they they know you. They know right where you are. But to this level, from what I understand, after everyone kind of weighed in on this, is unprecedented. This 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 is something like an egregious amount of data that they're pulling. The GPS one, like that that is real time geo tracking. That is terrifying. Yeah. Well, I think also what this notes is um, this user thinks that we as a society have normalized giving away our personal information, have no expectations of privacy and security anymore. So giving TikTok our data together with our money is nothing surprising. And that is so true. Old fashioned yeah. heathen. Welcome. <clears throat> um, it's really, uh, I mean, th- I mean, how many th- I mean, you remember that big thing that happened with Facebook, right? And uh, Cambridge Absolutely. Analytica. Analytics. Yep. Uh, and the idea that we're just gonna do this sort of stuff without there any being any particular type of repercussion repercussions is unsettling at best. You know, name name the last terms and conditions you you actually read before you hit accept. I literally got the end users licensing agreement for that new game, and I just go click. 
click. I didn't even look yep. at it. I have no idea. As soon as I did, I'm like, I hope that's not like we own you now. You yep. know? And you had probably already started prepping for this story, so you knew that you shouldn't do that. I was like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 wild and it's upsetting because, especially with something like TikTok, um, because it has such reach right now. It, yeah, it was it's a, it was a wonderful uh, spiritual successor to Vine. Yep, and the stuff that people can do with it, and that it's music focused, and things like people have been oh, super a, creative with it. It's a great, it's a very fun app. It's colorful. It has people, you know, you can do these short videos that are really like just digestible. They've got uh, the viral makings. And uh, Water Speech asked, "It's how long has it been around? Like two years." Absolutely. It's been about, I would say, about two years or so. I remember when I used to play a bunch of uh, mobile games and the ads would come up in between for probably a stretch of like five months. The only ad that I saw was for TikTok and it was still brand new. And I was like, this looks completely spammy. I was like, I there's no. And then I want I'm like, well, maybe if this is going to be a new thing. And then I kept looking at it going, this just looks really unofficial and too spammy. All of a sudden, this thing blows the fuck up and everyone's using it. So then I'm going, shit, I feel like I missed the boat. I could have gotten it on the ground level. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it was another one, too. And they talked. Uh, what was it? I think we talked about it on a previous episode where they talked about the uh, how Instagram and Twitter and all these things are set up. And TikTok is is one of the worst of the bunch. It's endless scrolling. So yeah. it's like when you it's it's like eating and your brains your brain stomach doesn't know when it's full because you never hit the end. Your plate's never empty. So you're like, yeah. oh, my meal's done. So they design it so it's a never ending scroll. And I was uh, I was looking at someone's TikTok and I found myself like I had their phone for a solid 15 minutes before I realized I should probably give this back to them because this is their phone. But I got sucked right in. Yeah. And it was so easy to have happen. Well, it's just, it's tough because um, it's, it's hard for me. I get social media fatigue. There's so many things. And you and I have talked, I, this is where I'm like, I feel old because I don't know how to operate so many of these things. It's t- it took sure, me yeah. forever to understand Twitter. I still don't understand Reddit. Instagram can fuck itself. I hate Instagram. Like I it's not built for me. Hate Instagram. It's not built for me. I don't share pictures. And so I know, I'm I like, know. I want to post a link. It's like, yeah, you can't do links. I'm like, what, what, what good is this to me? Like, I don't understand. It. <laughs> it's just, I don't post photos that often. So. Then. so that's the thing is like, I don't, I have yeah. no use for it anymore. So it's like, <laughs> you got all these things. And for something like us, a podcast where we want to try and connect to people on as much as we can. it's like, the last thing I want to do is like, fuck, do we have to. We have to get TikTok now. Like I don't want right. to. You know, like it's just it's another thing where I'm like, God, we to try and stay relevant and and right. you know, I know TikTok's still relatively new, and there's a lot of people that aren't on it, but it's becoming pretty popular in that regard. Oh, it's becoming massively popular. I mean, that's the Facebook was the thing, and then it became oh, that's our parents' thing. We're getting the fuck off this. Yeah, and it went to Instagram, and that's kind of going by that side too. They're still working as hard as they can to pull people back. And then Snapchat was it. That oh, was that Snapchat. was where the millennials went and and the Gen Zs went. And even now with TikTok coming around, I feel like Snapchat has already gone by the wayside. So these apps come and go like their cycles are hitting these like two to four year cycles 
and then they're gone in the next thing. And Facebook was on top of the mountain for what, like 10, 12 years. And then, and now like, I feel like the gap between when the next one comes out is the, that margin is shortening. Yeah. I think Facebook is definitely as rapidly be, becoming the not cool place to go. Like yeah. I know, I know lots of people that have gotten off of it and they, they feel better for it. You are one of those yeah, people. I am one of those people. Absolutely. Just, yeah, I feel to me, I'm like, Facebook should be the conservative social media outlet. Like, <laughs> let them have it. That's yeah. cool by me. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, I'm making a hard statements here. <laughs> I've become, I've become less and less. I spend less and less time on Facebook these days, just because I just don't enjoy it as much. There's a couple people on there I like to stay in touch with that I don't see on any other social media plat platform, but it is not enjoyable. It's really not, and you know, I don't. Each 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 social media has its own thing, right? Like Twitter is like a war zone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go there when you're ready Woo, to battle. Man, like I, I totally caught myself about ready to go down a horrible rabbit hole and I pulled myself out. I'm like, you know what's down there, man. Don't go. And I was like, good. Don't go. I like left. Okay. I was like, this is not. You gonna, listen to yourself. That's good. That's it's not going to be good. It's going to be a bad thing. Yeah. And it's just, I think, I don't know. It, I'm, I enjoy those things for the cool stuff that can come out of it. Right. Someone like Sarah Cooper is. Yeah. Absolutely. Making a name for herself on TikTok, TikTok, and some other people have too. Like they've, it was the same thing with vines, right? People were able to make themselves in vines in that very short format. Like Absolutely. the comedy and and the entertainment that was able to be that to come from it, yeah, was amazing. And I respect the people that are going and doing it. But as a casual observer, it's just like I, I I've already seen my future as to the thing that's going to come out, and I'm just like I don't give a shit, right? You know. Well, we've talked about this on the podcast before, too, which is that I, for a long time, I was bound and determined to never have happened to me what happened to my parents. Yeah. I witnessed we talked it about happen, that. And they were like, oh, you know, I can't figure this out. or I need. I'm like, that will never happen to me. I will never ask for help like that. I will always know what the hot thing is. I'll always be up on the newest tech. And man, did that as soon as it felt like as soon as I made that decision, I was already behind the behind the curve on it it because it just unless you are immersing yourself in that non-stop every day there's no way to there's no way to keep up with it it's physically impossible yeah. well i just we don't have the, the free time stuff, that we used to no it's you know? that's true but also the quicker that stuff moves that's going to start happening for everyone you're just going to have to pick which one you're going to glom onto and ride that wave while it lasts and then when it dies, you get off it. You go, okay, what's coming next? Uh, I'll grab onto this one. Yeah. And that's, and there's going to be some people on, there's no one's going to ever have a market share as large as Facebook had in its heyday. Yeah. Because it's, everything is too diversified now. There's just far too many of them. There's too much competition. They all offer something a little bit different, which I'm actually pretty impressed right. with. Like there's nothing that yeah. really copies itself. And so, right. um, I'm impressed that people are able to those those companies are able to exist in that regard. But it's also I don't know, man. It's it's a weird world, and um, I I've felt old um, in a lot of ways when things like I found the the things where I'm like I don't well I don't even care. I don't know how to do that, and I just like step away from it. I'm like I'm good. Right. I also had a moment where um, our neighbors are super cool, and uh, one group of neighbors is they're they're always outside at night playing backyard games whether it's bags 
or you know something. They've got something going on. They're playing bags the other night, and they they had some music playing. And I just noticed like three or four songs come up that I knew really well, and I'm like, "What are you, yeah. what are you guys?" And one of them is one of my favorite bands, Goldfinger. And Goldfinger did an amazing uh, cover to "99 Red Balloons." Okay. Starts playing. I'm like, "All right, I gotta ask, who picked this song?" Uh-huh. And there's a kid that's in high school, a kid that's like a sophomore in college, and like the parents. I turn to the kids, and go, "Which one of you guys picked this?" They're like, "What do you mean?" I go, "The song." They're like, "What is this?" I'm like, well, this is Goldfinger, and they go, I, "I don't know what this is." I'm like, "You don't know?" Oh my god! I was like, "And fuck!" I go, "I, I go." This was I. Get, and I start talking. It happened. I go, "This was my 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 band when I was in high school," and I'm like, "Fuck!" That was. You just assumed that the youth was listening to it. I was like, "That was 20 years ago." I was like, "Uh, okay." So yeah, man. It yeah, like, it's inevitable. It's like, and it's funny too because I get now where people when when like parents and stuff are like. I just want to not not make America great again, but returning to a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Like I get like wh- what I mean by that is like going out and playing bags and listening to music and not being, you know, on here on t- like figuring out the next thing, like yeah. just going out and, and yeah, t- going for a walk or like going and literally taking a nap under a tree. I get I get it now. Yeah. For fuck's sake, I get it now, you know? It's so true. Like I've just I've I've also seen it here and there with Jill as she talks about different things or different. Yeah. We're like we're falling behind, you know. And I say I think that's just the nature of things. It There's is, only so inevitable. much, and it bummed me out that Goldfinger, like this unheard of. And again, they're not a huge band, but yeah. to have someone be like, I don't know what that is, and I was like, oh shit, my stuff's become right. oldies, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because I hear, I would hear like the Stones and like, oh, these guys were rebels of their time. I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're old. I'm the like, first time I heard Pearl Jam on a classic rock station, I about died. <laughs> a party was my happy because I was like, broke. yay, my music is gonna be played more often now. You know. Right. And but like, I was like, this is always on the alternative station. When did this go to classic fucking rock, man? Oh fuck. Right. Yeah. And uh, I walked by. Some guy was working in his garage. Had the radio playing, and Incubus was playing. I'm like, ah, that's where we are now. Incubus right. is, is on the uh, the the classic rock, right. you know. For the dude working in his garage in the suburbs, yep. Like that, so you used to walk by and you'd hear, you know, Motorin. Yeah, what the? yeah. Now, now it's, it's Incubus. Yeah, I'll be there with open arms and open eyes. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, Incubus. Yeah. I remember that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Yeah, yeah. It's, I think the other. Th- oh. oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the other thing they said on this. Uh, what they talk about is that <clears throat> um, another way TikTok draws you in, and it's kind of in the in the same vein as that endless scroll thing, is that new users they'll boost your post up, your first one or two TikToks or talks or whatever the fuck they're called. They'll boost them up, and so you feel like, oh shit, I'm doing really like. I might have a chance. I might have a shot at this. And so you keep chasing that dragon. You keep looking for that validation and that, oh, man. And so that's how they keep you on there. That's how they keep using it. And it, it it's right in that. I noticed the other night I got caught in an endless scroll mm-hmm. on one of the social media platforms, and I physically started to get motion sick. Oh, Jesus. And I had to put my phone down, and I stopped. I'm like, I have a headache, and I'm nauseous. And I'm like, fuck. I'm I'm motion sick from my phone. I was like, that's that's either a 
a byproduct of what we're all going to be experiencing now, like a new a new thing, medical thing moving forward. Or B, it's just me getting old. I don't know which one it was, but yeah, it's it's a tough thing to see happen because like you want to have that connection with somebody. Yeah, and it's kind of like when <laughs> what was it? Uh, I think I was telling one of my neighbors, like, "What's your dog's name?" I'm like, "Loki." They're like, "Oh, that's interesting." I go, "Yeah, it's from the Marvel universe." They're like, "I don't think I've seen that one," and I'm like. Oh boy! As I'm if like, the Marvel Universe was a singular movie. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, well, no. you know, he's Thor's half brother. He's actually part Frost Giant, and from and they're like, oh, Greek mythology. It's like, no, Norse, Norse, uh, Norse and, mythology. And uh, I was like, yeah, he wears the the green cloak. They're like, okay, I think I know which one that is. I was like, oh, boy, got a mischief. Uh, okay, right. Cool. He's the plumber. He's got his brother Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luigi. You're right. It's Luigi. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's the one. Yes, yes, sir. That's exactly what yes, it sir. is. I'm gonna I love go it. Back e- to playing e- Incubus. E- <laughs> it's always says I ask my students every year how many people have seen Space Jam, and that's how I measure my relevancy. <laughs> so far, I'm eighty twenty for seeing it. <laughs> that's a deep cut, man. That's a deep. A lot of people these days don't necessarily, you know, they may have heard of Michael Jordan, but they don't know him. You know, I'm actually impressed. Or Looney Tunes, for, for that matter. Seen it? Yeah. You know. Well. HBO Max, though, has the new Looney Tunes cartoons. They do. I made the mistake. I was looking for classic Looney Tunes. I made the mistake of clicking on the new ones, and they're a disappointment. I'll say that. Why? Because they're nonviolent now? Because yeah. Elmer Fudd carries a, a, a sickle instead of a gun? I, you I know, don't think I made it to an Elver. I don't. I didn't make it to an Elmer Fudd one, that's, apparently. That's, 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 they did that. They 100%. That. Uh, they 100% did that. And um, yeah, they 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 changed out his, his shotgun for a scythe, <laughs> like the Grim Reaper. He's like, that's a bummer, man. I'm gonna go murder <laughs> a rabbit. Which is more terrifying, a scythe or a shotgun? Right. I mean, six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> I mean, what would you prefer? Someone shoots you with a shotgun, or someone comes and guts you with a knife? I mean, really, that's <laughs> how good of a shot are they? I mean, with a shotgun, you don't have to be that great. But, I mean, close enough, you're not going to feel much else. Okay, because I was going to say, I've seen some shotgun wounds that are not fatal, and those look like they hurt pretty bad. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so okay. kill shot? Shotgun. E-Toy e- says Yosemite Sam's pistols. What do they do with his pistols? Does he just have finger guns now? Like, like what's going on there? Oh. <laughs> hey, rabbit. Here's I don't want to get I don't want to go down this road too far, but a hunter, <laughs> a hunter having a gun, I'm okay with. Like, if I'm, it's baked into the character, I'm fine. That makes sense. Like, I, I mean, that's that the Looney Tunes world is full of very violent things, like anvils falling on people's heads, people exploding right. with dynamite. Like, right, it happens. You know, look, we all grew up. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my daughter watches the Dragon Prince, and yeah. That has death and dark magic in it. Um, you know, like people's this, there's a there's a female character in that, a, a mage who sucks the life out of a deer to help cure her brother's paralysis. Like it's it's That's some dark good. shit, man. Yeah, like man. Yeah. it's a kid's show, okay? And I'm like, ah, I'm okay with that, you know. I think Slotty says, looking back, uh, it was weird how often the guns went flaccid in those cartoons. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. Guns shouldn't go flaccid. 
Well, he'll have dynamite, because I guess bombs are better than guns? <laughs> Itoi likes Dragon Prince. Okay. Okay. There you go. There All you right. go. Um, I'm lukewarm yeah. on it. I thought it was okay, but... Uh, is, it, is it new? It's been around for a couple years. Um, okay. It's relatively new. The... I thought it was done, but they're actually working on releasing a fourth season, which I feel a little bit better about because it just ended. I'm like, well, this is dumb. Okay. <laughs> this is stupid. It's not done yet. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty good. It, it's, it was a nice, uh, after finishing up Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, Natalie just glommed onto it, and she's like, Dad, you want to watch The Dragon Prince? I'm like, let's watch it. Let's see how this unfolds. And there's an elf character in it named Rayla, and she runs with her arms behind her back. And occasionally, Natalie will do that through the house. She goes, I'm going to run fast. And she goes, with her arms behind her back. I like that. I'm like, are you Rayla? She goes, yeah, I'm Rayla. And she just runs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's it's very adorable. And I was just like, hey, who am I going to... I love that you want to watch this, as opposed... You know what? And she she watches She-Ra. I haven't really put a whole lot of time to that. I'm like, I'm fine with that too, I suppose. It's not my first pick, but you know. What is She-Ra? It's the counterpart to He-Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. (laughs) Wait, did they make a new one of that? Yeah, Netflix did. I didn't realize this. Yeah. He-Man was my shit. What about She-Ra? Okay. Well, I'm going to go watch that now. (laughs) Guys, my recommendation this week, I haven't seen it, but go watch (laughs) She-Ra. No shit, I didn't know. It's very interesting. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I, it's it's oh. also I've been, I get small pockets of time, so I'm like, you know what? I feel like watching Lord of the Rings. Uh, I started watching Fellowship of the Ring, um, the extended version. So I watched it in small pieces. And this morning, I usually get up early with a dog, and then I wait for Jill to come down because when if you leave the dog by itself, you know it it decides to murder life. So I'm like, oh, I'll just start watching this. And Natalie came down. <laughs> And just was like enthralled at the TV, just staring at it as like orcs are there. They're cutting up Fangorn Forest, you know, and they're like, the trees are tough, me lord. And they're cutting it down and Saruman's like, burn it all. And she's just like, (laughs) and at one point she's standing there like eating cereal. I'm like, do you want to watch something else? And she just turns and goes, I'm like, okay, we can watch something else. Like she was horrified by it, but couldn't turn away from it. Yeah, she was that very was, impressive. She was very um I could tell she was interested. She just didn't yeah. know. I was like, this ain't a movie for you yet, okay? Uh couple more years, we'll get there. Yeah, this we'll is also there. almost four hours long, this one right. movie. So uh, you know, yeah, you're probably not gonna be too interested. Why don't we put on Paw Patrol, hit the couch? Yeah, because uh <laughs> I, I don't mind explaining this to you because she'll be like, Who's that? And what's going on there? And who's that guy? Why, Dad, why are they fighting? Why is that guy a bad guy? I'm like, I don't really want to go through all that. I feel like that would be the hardest, for me, one of the hardest parts about having a child is is that. Because that drives me fucking nuts when I have to do that. What I love is when Natalie will ask Jill about something like Avatar The Last Airbender. And Jill doesn't Uh know. And she goes, you know I don't know what this is, right? You have to ask your dad. But Natalie just doesn't want to ask me. <laughs> is she there go, a reason? She go, Mom, what happened to Sokka? She goes, I don't know who Sokka is. Like you have to I told you you have to talk to your dad. I'm just sitting there going, Ask me. Ask, Ask me. me. I'll tell and you she exactly looks over what and goes, happened. Uh, nah, I don't want to talk to that She's nerd. Like, Mama, where's Appa? I don't know. Who's Appa? Appa died. He's Appa the, fucking died. He's the flying bison. <laughs> what? 
is dead. I love that. Um, has she? Have you watched with her yet? The most important question of all: Have you watched the movie Hague purchased for you? No. Have you watched Rampage? I haven't watched Rudy. Have either. you watched Daddy Dad's movie? Nope. Every time it goes by, though, I shit you not. There's Dad's movie, like without a doubt. To this day, she still does it. And I told her, I go, one of these days, you and I are going to watch that, Natalie. You and I, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch one it. One of these days, Justin's going to come back over. <laughs> and and uh, viewing party. we're all going to watch it. We're all going to be probably mildly entertained. And we'll be like, I don't see what the big fuss was. And then we'll go outside. <laughs> we'll go outside. <laughs> and we'll go drown ourselves in the pond. The other thing we can do when I come out the next time... Throwdown. You sure this is called a throwdown and not a showdown? Yeah, Slotty. Why don't you tell us what it's called, Slotty? Yeah, you dumb shit. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> uh, yeah. So on today's <laughs> showdown, <laughs> today's uh, throwdown is gonna be a fun one. Um, it's a it's a favorite, one of our favorite people in the world. Versus uh, a guy that we're okay a guy with. that has awesome swimsuits. Yes, and again, I'm fine with. I don't know him, but I do know the first guy. He's pretty freaking awesome. So today's throwdown is between Chef Mike Harris versus Guy Fieri. Dun 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 dun. I don't know why I threw that last one in there. That's kind of wild. Real quick, I just want to show everyone, so, you know, oh, yeah. Guy Fieri uh, swimsuit that exists. You can buy this. This is a real thing. I want that swimsuit. <laughs> it's a female one-piece swimsuit. I want it. <laughs> I love My favorite part is that his, his, his chin hair yep. is right in the crotch. Yep, it's in the... It's, it's perfect. That swimsuit was purposefully made. That's all we'll say. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, yeah. So uh, if you don't know Mike Harris, uh, oh. Mike Harris is um, a, a chef. Um, one might, some might call him a, a celebrity chef on the rise. Um, he was one of the executive chefs for McDonald's for a long time. Um, and then he's, he's worked in a bunch of other places. But his, his uh, star is on the rise right now. And he's been doing collaborations with Rooster Teeth. He has a new web uh, YouTube series called uh, Chef Mike Does Stuff, uh, where he teaches you really basic cooking stuff. Uh, basic, not in the sense that it's like dumb or easy, but basic in that when you watch it, you're like, oh, shit, I can do this. I can make good food, too. So he's really good at pumping you up. He's a huge nerd. He plays. He is a dungeon master. He plays Dungeons and Dragons all the time. He's uh, an insane guitarist. Uh, that is Chef Mike's, uh, the Twitch stream is seeing Chef Mike right now. Um, all around good guy. So that is Chef Mike. Um, go check him out on, uh, he's very, very active on Twitter. Um, and he's also done some work with, uh, Wendy's as they rolled out their new, uh, breakfast line too, which was Chef Mike's Twitter presence and Wendy's Twitter, Twitter presence together was something unlike anything I've ever seen. It, it was, was pretty magical. magical. It was yeah. pretty magical. Yeah. For those who don't know Guy Fieri, uh, you just saw a picture is, of him on a swimsuit, he, so you're good. He's wild, yeah. So I would like to, uh, I'd like to throw down between these two, and I'm gonna say, Doug, lead it off. What do you think? 
Well, here's what I'll what, say. What do you? What are your thoughts? Here's what I'll say. Uh, Chef Mike is hungry. No pun intended. That yes, guy. That guy uh, is super nice. But here's the thing. He's also a dungeon right. master. He's a dungeon master. He understands tactics. He it's understands true. resistances. He understands constitution saves and vulnerabilities. He knows how to handle himself mentally. And both these guys have knife skills. That's for sure. I know that right. much, right? You know, and I think Chef Mike's younger, you know, uh, Guy Fieri. Uh, In his 50s. He's he's older, you know. Um, I think. Slotty asked, does he wear sunglasses on the back of his head? He does not. He wears them on his face. That's right. I think Chef Mike eyes. also. Um, I'll say this much about Guy Fieri. That guy is a super nice guy, and he's kind of gotten the Nickelback treatment. Oh, in the, 100%. Uh, the chef unfairly. world. And yeah. that he's super nice. He's very philanthropic. He donates a lot and helps out a lot in communities. And uh, is actually, from what I understand, actually a really good chef. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I actually remember watching the next Food Network star when he won. And I was oh, like, thrilled. Really? I watched that whole season. That's wild. And I was like, it's Guy. He's so awesome. He's so cool. And, um, because I was gonna say maybe he's jaded, but I don't think he is. Like I think he's no, I think still. He's, yeah, he's not like just get it over with, you know. Right. <laughs> I think he's got. So in fairness, I think he's he retains the hunger as well. Uh, he's got a lot of energy. Um, and here's the thing I'll say about Guy Fieri, is that based off of his his look, his style, and what we know of him from a little bit of his background. You can't tell me that the guy has never won a bar fight. <laughs> like that guy has been around the block. He's seen some shit. Like you, you know, you spend enough time in those diners, drive-ins, and dives, you're gonna find yourself in some precarious situations. He's traversed the country. He's gotten. He's he knows the lay of the land. He's taken in a lot of stuff from a lot of people. And also, Doug, you will not convince me that he does not have some throwing stars. And some nunchuck in his pants. I don't. I don't know times. where you get that from. I, I have known guys like him, and at one point in my life, Doug, I was a guy like him. I, I owned unnecessarily many martial arts weapons that I did not need, nor did I use. What did you own? But guess I, <laughs> I owned. I, I should have known this was coming. Um, I owned a had a bow staff. <laughs> Two, I had a I had a homemade bow staff. Um, <laughs> I it was the shower curtain rod, but it was still my bow staff. A, no, look, man, it was the dowel rod that I cut to a specific length. I taped up the center with some uh, athletic tape. I can make it whatever length staff. I wanted with with a flick of a wrist. <laughs> you know, I had uh, more than one set of throwing stars. Set, <laughs> set, mind you, of throwing stars. They came in a carrying case in case you needed easy access. Uh, I had a I had a pair of size um, nice. that were displayed. Um, I had a three piece uh, sword uh, samurai sword set um, that were that could cut. Uh, I had three pairs of nunchucks. I was I was that dude. I was that unfortunate <laughs> guy. So I could look. Game recognizes game. <laughs> I know he has those. Oh my god. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Do you still have all that stuff? 
No, when Beth and I got together, all of those things went into a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't need these. Beth will protect me. We. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Beth will keep me uh, safe. I I could probably dig up pictures of those things in the background. I don't know if I ever predominantly displayed those as like the centerpiece of a photo shoot, but if if uh if Etoy really needs it, I'm gonna go ahead and look up uh I'll see if I can find a couple pictures and post them. Slally says, imagine being that kid who dumpster dived that hall. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I gave some guy or some girl, some kid, I gave them the fucking best day ever. They're like, dude, some retired agent from the hand just dumped all their gear <laughs> in the garbage. Absolutely. Uh, Slotty says, according to Mike's Twitter, his finishing move is a death hug of joy. So, I mean, that oh, sounds okay. legit. So he has a finishing move, Slotty. Mm-hmm. Tell us what does Guy Fieri have? Because he also said going on E207's logic, any hit landed on Guy Fieri would cause tons of rings to spill out. Because E2 says Guy's hair uh, spikes could be used as a weapon like Sonic, but not blue or fast or a hedgehog. So if he hits him, <laughs> rings would pop out. Right, exactly. So, uh, I mean, look, Guy is Guy is 100% packing weapons, and he's got experience. He's got experience points, and he, uh, uh, you know, he's got that pointy hair. <laughs> um, I'll say, I think. However, <laughs> I do think Mike, he's young, he's hungry, um, and really, if you look at Mike in his prime, he, he was pretty fucking jacked. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He's a guy that you would not trifle with. Yeah, he posted a, like a Throwback Thursday photo. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, Mike. Mr. Harris still has, he's still got it. That guy, yeah. guy is still a guy. Nicest man in the world. Do not fuck with him. Yeah. Those are the guys you don't want to fuck with. Because you know that it, it, it takes a long time to get to their breaking point. And when it happens, uh, it's like a limit break and yep. it will destroy you. So yep. I'm definitely going Chef Mike on this one. Slotty, Slotty confirmed. Guy Fieri, no known finishing moves. <laughs> <laughs> Slotty says he's young, he's hungry, he's jacked, and gosh darn it, people like him. That's really sums him up. I mean, with that summation right there, I'm gonna say Shut my garage for the win. Yeah. The back of my throat on that one. That's how you know it's good. Well, that was fun. What a great time we all just had talking yeah, about good shit. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh Justin. Uh, what do you recommend for people this uh, week? <clears throat> guys, She-Ra, the series on Netflix. You guys got to check this shit out. My dudes and my dudettes. No, uh, I'm going to suggest um, we just watched um, the other night, um, last night, actually, um, Beyonce Black is King on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Um, new album, new visual album, new visual film experience. Uh it's it is fucking it's impressive. It's something else. I uh, I was blown away. The 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 costume design, the colors, the cinematography, the vision behind it. Um, it's not going to be I, I probably won't be for everyone, um, but I would definitely say at least take like 20 minutes and watch part of it. 
because it's an hour and a half. Um, but just watch some of it because it's worth seeing. It's there was a lot that went into it. So I I very much uh, would strongly recommend that. I've also been re binging Parks and Rec, and it is one of my favorite shows that has ever been on television. <laughs> I love that show. Oh wait, is this true? Black Widow's coming straight to Disney Plus for thirty dollars. Well, they just I saw said Mulan. Mulan. Or I'm sorry, Mulan. Yeah, uh, Mulan. Mulan. For yeah. fuck's sake, son, get it right or pay the price. So Black Widow also. That's awesome. Interesting. I'll rent both of them. Are you okay renting them for that cost? I'll do them. I'll do that. I I, want to support this. Like, I don't think 30 bucks is that much to ask. It would cost more than that. We've been through this for all three of us to go anyway. So, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm all right with that. I'll be down for that. That's awesome. That's cool, man. Again, I don't need to see it. I don't have a burning desire to see it in the theater. Yeah. I would love to. It's not going to stop me from seeing it elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Doug, what do you have to recommend? Um, a very good friend of mine also has a Twitch stream. Her name is Carly, and her Twitch stream is C underscore two. That's S-E-E underscore T-W-O-O. She uh, was a writer for a Second City show that I was... C- just so lucky to be a part of uh, as an actor and she's very funny and she has her own Twitch stream. In fact, she's going to be uh, a special guest next week for the Woo! podcast. So, uh she streams uh 4 days a week. Uh I think it's Monday through Thursday. She's very fun, very engaging. She plays a wide variety of games. She plays a lot of Apex Legends. Also, she's playing like Jax or I don't know what it's called. Uh, one of those old games. Um, she's very great. She's awesome. Go check her out. That's S E E underscore T W O O. She's super cool and um, she's very fun, very engaging. And I can't wait to have her as a guest next week. So she's going to be a ton of fun. Jack and Daxter. I think that's what it was. I don't know. Was that what she, Slotty, you were there. Is that what she was playing? I don't fucking remember. I'm quite excited it. myself. Uh, Slotty did say that apparently it was a fanboy rumor that is unsubstantiated upon further further analysis. Mm, so Black okay. Widow is not necessarily coming out to Disney Plus. They should Maybe just, they will. They should just do it. And then Etoy, uh, he goes, "Um, what? I just found out that Mike was the chef behind McDonald's Szechuan sauce. Yep. So the story behind that is he wasn't obviously there for the original because when we were all in high school and grade school, is when it originally came out. I'm 99% sure. Rick and Morty had that episode where they went back in time and and called upon this the Szechuan sauce, and everyone lost their minds and demanded it. He was, at the time, one of the executive chefs, chefs at McDonald's. So there was, I think the way he told the story uh, was there was like one sheet of paper that had the recipe on it. And so all these chefs stood around and were like, all right, so how do we make this thing again? And so they stood in the kitchen and they tested and tested until they got what they remembered it from their childhoods being. And, uh, and that was the Szechuan sauce. So yeah, he was, he was integral in bringing it back for the second time. Yeah. So he's a cool dude. And uh, we'd love to have him as a guest on the podcast. Uh, So just throwing that out there. Um, He brought back, God bless him. Indeed. Indeed. He's a good man. Jeff Jeff Mike Mike. is the hero we deserve. Yes. But I'm very um, excited for next week's guest. I'm very excited to have a guest again. <laughs> yes. In fact, yeah. I I mean, if all things plan out, we've got a string of people coming up. In fact, we maybe someone a, from this chat may be joining us live on here very soon. I mean. I'm just saying. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. 
Uh, just saying. You know, I have another person I'm trying to reach out to that is uh, has created their own board game. You know, so I've got I got leads. I got leads. So again, Chef Mike needs to be a guest again. What are you talking about? He was he was a guest on the best bar podcast ever. Yeah, he was never a guest on Mind two Gap. years we ago. Love we would yeah. love to have him on Mind Gap. So Ugh, yeah, uh, trust shout me. Shout out to Chef Mike. We've uh, tried. Yeah. <laughs> But we, uh, we don't. He's a busy man, so we don't want to. He's bug an him, important if he, dude. If he ever has time, he's always welcome. You would. He would be. We would. He is his honor. The honor would be ours <laughs> to have him here. Yes. Uh so I just want to thank you all for listening. As always, thank you for all on Twitch. You guys are great, and don't forget to check us out. If you're listening, check out our Twitch stream, Twitch.tv/MindGapPodcast. Every Tuesday night around 8 p.m. No, at 8 p.m. Central, uh, we record the podcast. Come hang out with us, like these cool people, like Slotty, like Jervis, like Etoy, like Water Speech, like Old Fashioned Heathen, like all these cool people. Come hang out with us. Come chat with us. Be part of the show. We also stream video games Saturday night, 8 p.m. Central. This Saturday. I'm going to be trying out Fall Guys as well as Divinity Original Sin 2. So it should be a real fun game, a real fun time. Uh, check us out there. Also, follow us on all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, not TikTok, at uh, MindGapPodcast. Check us out all there. Uh, engage with us, all that fun stuff. And uh, also check out our YouTube channel. We post highlights from our show, from our video game streams, and all of our episodes are there as well. And don't forget to follow Justin. Uh, on all the social medias as well. I would love it if you gave me a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on... Spotify! On Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcast sites where you can find and consume the old cast to pod. You can share us around, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, all those good things. The biggest one, again... We ask you to share us around. If there's an episode you like, just grab the link, post it out, and just say, hey, thought this episode good. You guys might like it too. Give it a listen. Uh, recommendations uh, mean the world to us, so please do that. And then if also, again, like I said earlier, uh, as we're approaching our five-year anniversary, if you guys remember back to a clip or something that you heard uh, you know, sometime within the last year, um, you know, grab a clip of that or let us know. Tweet it out, post it out, let the world know. You guys are going to be our crowdsourced clip show this year. So have at it. And then twoeastaith.com slash mindgap. And then twoeastaith.com uh, in general. We are pushing forward on the web series thing. Drew and I, I'm happy to announce, got our first draft back of the sound design for Sid Penrose. Woo! So that is moving forward. And let me tell you something. It tickled my underside. Nice. I was very excited about it. So oh, the farts sound. Be good. Were they pretty good? Were, they, were the farts, they sound good and bassy? Oh, yeah. No, no. It was like, it was real deep wow. in there. Okay. Yeah, I got to clean my mic off now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we also have a blog post, brand new blog post out about the um, best free screenwriting softwares. So nice. if you've ever wanted to do a screenplay, but you don't want to drop $300 in Final Draft, uh, we did a comprehensive review on some of the best ones and what we recommend, and we tell you what you can expect if you want to try some of them out yourself. So check that out, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's awesome. Well, Justin, thank you. Douglas, uh, gracias. Twitch, thank you. And listeners, as always, thank you. And we'll see you all next week, so you better have a dandy fucking week too. Adios. Adios.
Mind Gap Podcast.